This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Babes Listen. You're joined by your hosts, Nat and Jess. Two fitness professionals from New Zealand authentically talking everything health and wellness. You're welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Babes Listen. Hi, Jessica. Oh, lovely. Yes. Um, hello. Another week of 2024. It's flying by, isn't it? It actually is. We were talking about something that happened like a couple months ago and we thought it happened like six months ago. Six months ago was kind of the vibe, I think, that we thought. But no, it only happened in November and it does. It feels like such a long time ago. It's really weird, isn't it, when that happens sometimes where it didn't happen that long ago but it actually feels almost like another lifetime. Do you think it's because it's busy in the middle? Yeah, that's probably, yeah, I'd say that's probably like it. Like a lot has happened yeah. since. We were talking yeah. about um, that incident with the stalkers because that's when we would have... We would have recorded, but I think we recorded it quite a bit after it actually happened. Yeah, definitely. We, 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 yeah, let, yeah. It, we let it um, settle. And, yeah, it was just like, yeah, God, that was so long ago. And then we're like, actually, no, that was like November. <laughs> and I think, I wonder if also there's an there's an element of uh, when something like that happens, you sort of block it out of your memory. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Until until someone, like, brings it up or, you know, like, something happens and it reminds you, you're like, oh, that's right, that's happened. What yeah. the hell? Yeah. Um, how's your week been though? How's studying? Uh, studying is going okay. Um, well, I don't know why I kind of put it like that. Um, <laughs> uh, no, like it's 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 good. It's really good. I will definitely acknowledge again that uh, the, the January kind of summer school is a yeah. lot more challenging to stay motivated for. Can I mention um, your grade that you got? Uh, okay, uh, Jess got A plus in the stats paper that she thought she was going to fail. Um, I did think I, I did. I was worried I, I was gonna. I was worried I was gonna fail. Definitely. Um, I think Nat's just portrayed me as potentially the most annoying person ever. No, I've portrayed you as a genius. <laughs> no, but I'm not. I know I'm really you're not. Oh no, I didn't. no you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I, just said, no. I know you're not. Yeah, no, I'm really no, not. You're very intelligent. Oh, you know what? But you are, so let's just leave it going. Move on. Well, so this is what I say um, around, you know, the grade that I got was that I got tutoring to do this paper and, and? then Nat pulled me up and she's like, you cannot say that again. You cannot say, <laughs> yeah, but I got tutoring. Because uh, this is your imposter syndrome coming out big time. Oh, I do and not like, feel nah, confident with this. statistics. But it I would say definitely uh it the kind of um the discipline that I had around going to the library, staying in the library, doing all of that work was so That's fear based. The thing. You worked really hard. Because I so was terrified. I was yes. terrified. I like honestly had nightmares it's like, about statistics. Oh, it's like you're you're expecting to 
to only deserve it if you would get that grade had you not worked hard. And that's not how it works. And do you know what? I actually think that I used to be a bit like that when I was at uni mm. where I was like, yeah, but I'm, it, this doesn't come naturally to me. I just study so much. Yeah, right. And I remember when I got, um, I think I've mentioned this, I got an award and I remember being like, but I, like, I am not this, like, I'm not that smart. Like, I didn't see myself as smart as other people in my class mm. who would be the type of people that don't work very hard and they're, they're the ones that get the mm. good grades mm. without working hard. Because I would get the good grades, but I would put in, like, hours and hours like yeah. you did. Yeah, well, that, that is exactly what I did. Do you think that there's um, an element then of placing more value on talent than work ethic? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this explains it, right? This this is a good example. Where... Not uh, not the not the topic for today, but uh, no, it's not. But it's one an interesting worth... topic. I think yeah. we've talked about it before. When people like in in um, sporting have got talent, but then the ones that actually succeed are the ones that actually put in the work. Oh, like definitely. talent only takes you as far as as it really can. Mm. And sometimes the people who aren't naturally good at something and have to work hard are more, more likely to keep on working hard because they know how much they've ha- had to do to get there. Anyway, that's not the topic, but it's an extru- interesting one. It is an interesting one to explore a little bit more. Okay, but, um, uh, but yes, so that's so that's kind of my, my study stuff and my week, which is a lot of my week at the moment. How about yourself? How's, uh, how's work stuff going? Yeah, good. I, I'm still very busy, but I'm not working at night because mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of evenings. So, like, pretty good. I don't want to say I'm, like, I am less, like, less, I've got less work mm. to do, but I don't feel like that's true. I feel like it's just not as urgent as it was the last couple of weeks, and that's why I was working at night. But now I've I've got a lot of work. I can fill up my, my days very easily, and it never ends. But I feel like I it's not so urgent that I'd have to go back after recording this and work. Well, how lovely is that? So, it's what are really you doing good. instead with your evening? With your evening? Oh, like I, a bit lost. I'll be honest. Oh, like I am a bit lost. Okay. Yeah, like um, I think if anything, I just annoy you. <laughs> But like it's yeah, like I'm like oh hey, I've been I've been home alone all day. Be my friend. And he's like I've got work to do, and I'm like, oh this is so boring. <laughs> but like I do feel a bit lost because not like for the last two weeks I've just been working. Yeah, so you're and, you're kind of adjusting now. Yeah, adjusting to yeah, actually having having time. I don't know what I've been doing. I mean, I've been going out for dinner with you. Do you know how we went last night? It's just like, I feel like you go all the time. And I was like, it's important. It's just, it's just a weekly thing, okay? Yeah, it's just it's just <laughs> once a week. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about as it being excessive or anything. It's just once a week. Um, so last week, um, Nat did a great job, actually, I will say, in the social media kind Aww. of area of Babes Listen and um, put uh, some really really cool kind of chats uh, up on our stories and things like that. So thank you very much for all of you who messaged us with feedback about last week's podcast where we looked at cosmetic surgery and, uh, you know, stuff that we do to change how we look and and things. Yeah, and you're right, we did get a lot of feedback um, and both ways, like, you know, people who are like, no, what's the point? It's expensive or, you know, um, in terms of like radical fem- fem- feminism. But also there were a lot of people that were like, yeah, I do it. I-, I love it. I do it because of this. I do it because of frown lines or whatever. Yeah. So I think it's such a controversial topic that it is. Um, that's why we got a lot of responses. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a very, very interesting topic and uh, potentially quite polarising. So it's it's good to explore all perspectives of, yeah. of that. 
One of my favourite uh, ones that went up on the stories was a little poll, and that was around whether Matt's oh. butt is <laughs> real or... It was like 89% people said yes, I think. It was like... Most people, most people believe that and your butt is real. At the beginning, so though, for the first few hours, it was 50-50. <laughs> and I was like, like I, I even like went through some of my social media and I was like, I think it's quite obvious that it is real. Like, because especially because I don't show my butt very much on my like when I when I um, film videos when I have filmed videos of me working out, I don't show it. So sorry, how can you tell? If it's real or not. If it's real or not. I think I, it would this be is hard. not an area of expertise of No, mine. I just meant that if I had had it done, mm. wouldn't you think that I would show it more Ooh. on my social media? And I feel like that, well, maybe not, maybe not. Mm. But I just, I looked at it and I was like, a lot of the time, and I do that on purpose because, like, I don't feel the need for people to, like, when I film myself doing a workout, it's it's for the workout. It's not for how my butt looks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I do that on purpose. So when I was, I would look through it, I was like, I think it's quite obvious that it's, that my, that I don't have a fake butt. Otherwise, I probably would have showed it off more. Mm. But maybe not. That's, that's true. So I would say very honestly and um, slightly inappropriately, but just because we're good friends, oh, that your butt is in fashion at the moment. So <laughs> it's on trend. Yeah, so so you're, you're kind of, um, I don't know how we would describe your butt. I must say I haven't spent a huge amount of time Describing looking at it. it. <laughs> yeah, just kind of, it's just not really something I think about very much, honestly. Um, except that you do get, um, you do get, um, admiration about your butt. Um, you do get questions about whether this butt is in fact real or not Not many. Real. Like it's not, this is not a daily thing. Yeah, not, maybe not to your face. Um, but um, so what I'm wanting to know then is for you, when did the alignment of kind of your butt and what people want their butts to be like, when did that happen? Or was it always like that? So when you, so like for you, maybe like when you're a teenager and all that stuff, um, were you like, yeah, my body is in fashion. Um, I <laughs> sorry to spit. No, um, absolutely not. I've okay. never thought that. Okay, so, I have never thought my butt is on trend. <laughs> you've never, you've no. never given it any thought. Not in terms of like, yeah, I've got the trendy. But right yeah. now, I have never said that or thought that You've at never all. stopped and thought, but do you know what's handy? My jeans, because they're really what, no, aligning what with I what's in right now. What I will say is I do, like I when I PT'd, mm. and I don't remember when, but I do remember when some clients would say, you know, how did you get your... <laughs> yeah. sounds so vain. I'll have one of those. <laughs> I hate this. How did you get your butt? And I remember being very honest and being like, genetics, like... um. I woke up like this, yep. Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. No, but like I, I remember being like, I can tell you right now, I haven't, I haven't like done an eight week growth challenge for my glutes or anything. I, like I would say that, yeah, my, I think my glutes are strong and I do work them, but no more than other parts of my body. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know how some people have got like glute day. Yeah. I've never done glute day. Glute day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, Booty yeah, and you see that on TikTok, yeah. and you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah, 
And that's because it sells, because that you're right, it's on trend, so people want that. So a, a program on just growing your glutes. I, I, genetics play a huge part on that. And the food and everything that goes around it, and yeah. Yeah, so I, I would say that's when I was like, oh, interesting that that's um, a goal for somebody. Mm. No judgment in that at all, mm. but them, them asking me um, how I, I got my... I do remember when I started teaching at um, Les Mills and uh, someone said to me, uh, Nat, and I was like, oh, and they were like, yeah, Nat, you know, um, uh, like, oh, she just, she looks amazing, amazing body. Everyone, all, no. all, all the girls want a body like hers, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool, cool. Who is this arrogant? You just, um, did you not know me when they, when they said that? No, not so well. Not so well. So I was like, wow, she sounds like she's real fun. Is it like that I was quite vain? Maybe. Oh, my God. No, I don't think so. I'm kind of making it up for effect. Did you make up that story? I don't think anybody no, I would have said that. No, no, I'll tell you who said it um, after the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I'll tell you exactly who said it. And um, it was, yes, it was in reference to... Um, you know, your body being no, one I that is admired. I don't um, agree. I don't think people would, I don't think that's a thing. Oh, she's anyway, so humble, isn't no, she? No, but like, I'm, I, so believe, I believe right this. now about it. No, like, I, I don't believe that. Anyway, move on. Anyway, so we were talking <laughs> about, uh, you know, the butt being um, <laughs> on, trend. on trend, you know, and for, for a, a number of years. And, um, you know, I don't think Nat would sort of uh, claim that that was because of her. I think we can definitely give Absolutely that not. to sort of the Kardashians, Kardashians yeah. and, and all of that. But it got me thinking about, okay, so if the butt is on trend now... What is this whole kind of like, um, you know, body trending sort of thing? And it just made me want to look into a little bit more something called uh, cultural beauty standards. So beauty standards refer to the societal ideals and expectations regarding physical appearance, particularly in relation to attractiveness and desirability. Cultural beauty standards are the cultural factors that play a role in shaping our perception of what counts as beautiful. I think this is such an interesting topic and I cannot wait. Honestly, I am so excited. Good, yeah. good. Yeah, so maybe we can kind of, we can sort of figure out um, why the butt is such a, a thing. Um, I think I think it's the fact that you keep saying the butt. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one. No. So. <laughs> the butt. <laughs> so um, there are four ways that culture influences beauty standards. And first start, we've got values and beliefs. So for example, in some cultures, a fuller figure is seen as beautiful because it is associated with health and fertility, as in your body's ability to bear children. And in other cultures, a slender figure is considered beautiful because it is associated with self-discipline and control. And that's important in other cultures. So do you have examples of the cultures? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll get to that after. <laughs> um, okay. Here's another way that um, uh, culture influences beauty standards. Social norms. So these are factors such as age, gender, and social status. So in some cultures, wrinkles are considered a sign of wisdom and experience, and that's so wrinkles are valued. Really? Yeah, yeah. 
are not in this culture. And um, <laughs> while others are seen as a sign of ageing and unattractiveness. And Which is talked, where we're at now. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we talked about quite a bit last week. If the rise you, of Botox. If you haven't heard it, yeah. yeah. And we both talked about getting Botox. Ourselves, And, yeah. you know, that it was sort of... Um, for you, you were saying preventative, which I guess reflects that you live in a culture where ageing is not valued. Yeah. <laughs> so must yeah. prevent. Um, but then we were also chatting about um, uh, France and how it's not a thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. How they, and I guess that 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 will be what you've just said now, that in France they value natural beauty, yeah, and just... Um, I think because also there's a lot of like, in your your if because I watch a lot of not at the moment but I watch a lot of French um, series and movies and stuff and they quite often refer to like the Americans that are the ones that are like quite fake and because they have a lot of cosmetic surgery and stuff mm. so they that I think they like try as much as possible to not be like that mm. and they really value natural beauty. Yeah. Do you think you would have got Botox if you still lived in France? No idea, and I honestly think about, I don't think about the Botox part, but I think about my life, how it would have been had I stayed there, like, frequently. Because I don't think I would have gone into the fitness industry at all. Mm. Because fitness there is nothing like it is now, uh, here Mm. in New Zealand, because we've, you know, we've got similar trends to uh, Australia and America, you know, but in France, I don't think, I think there's, like, almost 5% chance I would have been in, in the fitness industry. How interesting. Yeah, yeah. It just, I guess, highlights this point that we're making, which um, that uh, your reality can be largely, may be largely influenced by the culture that you live in. Yeah. So to be mindful of that, I guess, particularly when you're thinking about something like cosmetic surgery to change how you look. Uh, third, we've got media and advertising. Um, no big surprise there. So the thing with the media, though, and I would say more historically, is that it often portrays a narrow definition of beauty. So this is what's beautiful. Anything outside of that, which is, you know, 95% of the population is not beautiful. So that creates unrealistic expectations and body image issues. um, And uh, media and advertising obviously includes social media. Yeah. Uh, Do you think that's largely comes from celebrities? Like who, who starts the trends? Uh, yeah, I was kind of thinking about this today, right? But I was thinking about it more from like a fashion perspective. Yeah. So what uh, I believe that when someone has a very high celebrity status, yeah. that um, so their value is kind of in society is very high and it's high for them being them, Yeah, that they can start doing something really funky like wearing odd socks. But for the fact that they're doing it, it then becomes popular with everyone yeah, no, else. I agree. So I think that they are hugely influential on what becomes yeah. important. That's why it's so important that they are careful with what they say and what they do, you know, mm. like because the influence that they have on people is major. Mm. Like the likes of, you know, five years ago, Kim Kardashian would have been getting paid for those um, lollipops that, That's um, right. yep. that that suppress your 
your appetite. Appetite. Yeah. You know, and that, and she got a huge backlash. But there would have been a huge check behind it. Mm. You know, so I think it's yeah, it's really important that they use their platforms wisely because they can do a lot of damage to young people, what, especially. What was the major issue with that? Do the you fact, know? Uh, why? What do you mean? Well, was why it, was there backlash? Well, was it because she kind of stood for more a more diverse body shape or more, more diversity in body shape, but then she's pushing weight loss? So she'd been celebrated for not being super skinny. Yeah, I think I think anybody with that status would have had a backlash mm. for for encouraging to not eat. Mm, you know, yeah, encouraging people yeah. to not eat regardless of how, how they look. Mm. Yeah, and I, th- yeah. Mm, interesting. Like, I, I don't know whether, maybe her body shape had a little bit to play on that, but I think any celebrity that has that status, that is that famous, would have would have got a backlash. It's crazy to think about the checks that are behind. I'd love to know the amount sometimes. I think it would be scary <laughs> like the, to know the like amount. The, um, you know, she's just signed a contract with Balenciaga, and sorry, I don't know how to say it in English. Is that how you say it? <laughs> yeah. And y- y- just last year, I think, was it last year that they got a huge amount of backlash? The brand itself got a huge amount of backlash because of the in the ads. Yeah, yeah, you're nodding. Uh, there was a lot coming out about like um, children's exploitation and. Sorry, I can't hear you, Nico. <laughs> Feel free to turn From it on. From working in factories and stuff, or no, the, no, there was like hello. It was quite bad, like in um, yeah, fill us in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what I saw was that they were releasing like um, like BDSM That's based right. toys. Yes. Or like that was like their sales pitch, and it was very odd because they were using like kids Ew. with yeah. like these yeah like a teddy bear that had like a latest latex mask on yeah. and stuff like that? So BDSM is, um, I'm trying to think what that stands for just off the top of my head. Um, Dr. Google's coming along. Yeah, so that, so, you know, there was a huge backlash and then Kim Kardashian came out and was like, I don't stand for this, you know, children's safety comes first, but I've got my own children. So she came mm. out and I think I think she might have stopped the contract, but now she's re-signed with them, which isn't that long ago. So everybody's mm. like, we haven't forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but my mind goes... The check must be worth it. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna go back to a brand that you've like openly talked about yeah. as being bad. Yeah. And now you're going back to it, the money better be worth it because but she my can't goodness. be short of cash. And sure and that, like that's the thing. Yeah. There would surely be well, maybe this is the only kind of like major fashion house that is approaching her for something like this. Maybe. But I, but I sort of think you wouldn't be kind of stuck for um, She's a billionaire. She can go without this contract. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Did you find out what BDSM stands for, Nico? Uh, yeah, so um, Google taught me yes. that it stands for bondage and discipline, dominance and submission. Okay. Also, sadism and masochism. Yeah, Fun so not something to mix with children. Definitely not. Absolutely <laughs> do not mix that with children. And um, yes, and even if it's art 
and uh, you know advertising so, and all yeah, of that. To go back to we were, what we were talking about, that's the thing, right? Like they they said the trends. That's what we we're talking about. Mm. They said the trends, and what we tend to forget sometimes is a company that has a lot of money can pay them a lot of money to do this, and then that's going to set off this whole trend when it's just based on money yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. So yeah. so that there is a huge responsibility also in being in that yeah. position. Uh, so lastly, on the cultural factors that influence beauty standards, we have historical and geographical factors. Uh, so beauty standards have changed over time and across different geographical regions. For example, in ancient Greece, a fuller figure was considered beautiful, while in modern Western cultures, a slim figure is often idealised. Don't know why I had to make that so <laughs> funky. Uh, um, so why is that in, in Greece, a fuller figure was... Oh, uh, wealth? It yeah. was a sign of wealth? yeah. That you've got enough money to, and typically the slaves were quite um, slim, right? Yeah. Because and they didn't have a lot of money and not not eating as much. Um, yeah. And saying that though, what I decided to do was sort of think, okay, well, if we think about just Western society, yeah. right? So, yeah. um, and then look at not going as far back as the ancient Greeks, but if we just look at Western one society, Western society, arguably the most influential in the world, yeah. you know, sort of for the last hundred years, um, potentially. Um, hundred years, what have the trends been in terms of body shape over the last hundred years? Have they changed very much? I think a lot. You think they've changed a lot? I mean, we lot? mentioned that last week, right? When when you were younger, it was more about being slim and then obviously very different to now because now having um, a small waist and bigger breasts and, and fuller butt is on the hourglass is on trend yeah mm-hmm. have you got have you got stats I have got um, I've got some examples of so I've broken it down into sort of decades yes. and so what is going to be really interesting for you Nat is just kind of noticing sort of like how do these trends change if they change yeah. and uh, if there's any particular decade for you that you feel like actually that would work for me in any particular decade where you like it that would absolutely not work for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we go. We're going back to the 1910s. <laughs> so way back when, the hourglass figure with a tiny waist oh, what? was, um, I know, right? It's come back We've around. We've done a full circle in 100 years. We've done a few circles. Just, you know, <laughs> stay in your seat. Um, so this was created. So the, the tiny waist and, and an hourglass kind of figure was created by cinching the waist using a corset. Yes, true, true. But they were often laced so tightly that they restricted breathing, causing women to faint. They also compressed the abdominal organs, causing poor digestion and even permanent deformity. Well, that's the ancient cosmetic surgery. (laughs) Yeah, well, it wasn't available. So, (laughs) you know, what was available were these corsets made out of kind of bone, yeah, and lace them up and lace them up as tight as possible. And there are stories of um, some women when they played tennis, for example, they had to wear corsets. It was part of kind of regulation and that they would bleed as well from having to move around in corsets. Yeah, so so we say yay or nay to the 1910s. 
a huge no. <laughs> okay, moving into the 20s. So this changes to where thin and no curves become popular. Well, it wouldn't have been fashionable back then. Right. So <laughs> this was due to the rise of something called the flapper, who were young women who listened to jazz, wore short dresses and a dropped waist. So the emphasis shifted from the waist to the legs, right? Um, and the other thing is that um, film became more accessible as mm. well. And young childlike film stars began sort of influencing, um, I guess, popular beauty standards. And so you had the rise of the androgynous, um, androgynous body type, sorry, uh, with characteristics of being flat-chested. Hey! Yeah, yeah, this is my decade. Um, (laughs) Short hair, so with Bob, short hair, and a straight figure. The straight figure, flat-chested, I am all about it. I think I could fit into this. Yeah, this is your decade, 20s. Um, So, okay, and then we've got the 1930s, and guess what? The curved body with a slim waist comes back. Well, you just can't win, can you? (laughs) Women of the 1930s idealised a softer, feminine style characterised by a curved body. This included a small waist, large bust, and slender legs. But there was nothing extreme about it, like corsets? No, the corsets, I don't think the corsets, I think the corsets did up until recently, you know, kind of, it didn't um, Kim Kardashian do like a whole corset situation and made her waist really tiny? No, maybe I'm thinking maybe. of someone else. No, um, but for um, for most women, that was the 1910s, I believe, was the last time the corset was kind of in. Okay, something really interesting happens in the 40s, Right. So now a taller and squarer figure is the new beauty standard. How, so, how square? How can you do square? Well, so this is kind of interesting for us in the fitness industry too. <laughs> so your kind of softer feminine look gave way to a more muscular body. Oh, a muscular shoulders. female body, yes. So having, they were actually called military shoulders. And that became a trend during World War II with women striving to achieve a stronger, broader and taller look. So their husbands went away to fight the war and they had to be the strong person at home. Yep. Wow. So so it was trendy to have muscular shoulders. How do we feel about the 40s? I mean, I think there's nothing unhealthy about that. I think as a feminist, you know, like uh, men having to go away for the for the war and then you being able to actually access more of society. And is, do your thing. Yeah, yeah do your so thing and have the muscles bad, to prove it is quite a cool... Yeah, not a bad decade for the female. Not bad at all. Uh, however, we've got the 50s up next and uh, larger hips and a fuller bust was what the 50s were all about. So um, I so back to the hourglass? Um, but yeah. not quite as extreme? Yeah, so it's... No so corsets? Yeah, not as extreme. So it's kind of that gentle voluptuousness. <clears throat> and that is sort of... Uh, so you've got the rationing of World War Two, right? Mm. So then what that kind of shows, being a little bit more voluptuous, is that um, there's not rationing happening, food rationing anymore, right? Got it, yeah. Um, so you've got Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. sort of your yeah. 1950s um, pin-up, um, and then uh, Playboy magazine also came out in 1953, so you could probably look at that as more of a 
maybe sexualization of the female body yeah. moved starts to move into popular culture a little bit more as well. So the men were back from war and they needed to have eye candy. She's very smart, this one, isn't she? <laughs> it's true. I didn't think of that. Does it make but you mad? But it's true. <laughs> it kind of makes me mad. <laughs> just Well, yeah. So we're, we're just... Uh, is, there, is there a same thing for the men out there? Do they have to go through all of this? I mean, I didn't put anything together, <laughs> yeah. but I don't... I mean, don't I, think so. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think it's interesting quite, to think about. Yeah, I don't think it's quite that extreme in the sense that they don't have to like their manipulate their bodies yeah they don't one they don't have to manipulate their bodies but they don't have to manipulate it to please the woman yes and that is we talked about the male gaze last week yeah and that is exactly it yeah you know that um i guess the concern with getting um with changing how you look too much the concern for more radical feminists is that that is ultimately about the male gaze and um, about being consumed by the male gaze and not for your own benefit. So it's an interesting, you know, it's it's for sure an interesting topic. And uh, anyway, so that was the 50s. We've got the 60s and we've got very skinny, no curves. Oh, you just can't win. (laughs) Yeah, similar to the 20s in that the short skirts came back. It was kind of about the legs. There was a really famous model called Twiggy, who's um, a British model and uh, extremely thin, but she was held up as kind of, um, I guess, the the beauty standard of that day. Were drugs a big thing in the 60s? Yeah. Because then, you know, if you, you know, drugs being quite... um, rampant, then it's easier to be, to stay thin, right? That's that's very interesting. I love this way of thinking, where you start to kind of look at a broader, (laughs) you know what I mean, Nico, where you start to look at kind of broader factors that contribute to, because on an individual level, uh, you know, there is um, potential dieting or, um, you know, cosmetic surgery or wearing corsets and changing how you look to be beautiful and not probably thinking in a more broader context about what is actually impacting what you choose to do. Yeah. Yeah, like I just, yeah, the reason why I ask is what's, what's like the... the Society going... Yeah, like what's happening? the wave or what was the initiator? You know, mm. like, oh, this person that was a model maybe, you know, like the, the people that, that were the celebrities that people looked up to, what did they do to yeah. start this trend? And maybe yeah. they were... I don't know about this model at all, but maybe they were addicts. Mm, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about her. But, <laughs> maybe not. But not her personally, <laughs> but they're, they're, I guess there are contributing factors as to why she was held up as, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the standard of beauty for that day. Um, okay, next we've got the 70s, and this was about small hips and a flat tummy. So this is, uh, from what I've kind of looked at, this is kind of like the first time that the whole like flat tummy thing came in. Um, And actually what comes to mind is sort of in the 70s, like your dietetics and, you know, sort of um, maybe starting the use of like laxatives and things like that to get get the flat tummy. And was the low-rise jeans, that's more of a 90s or did that come back in the 90s? Um, Low-rise, oh, I'm not sure about the 70s. I think that the low rise was more of a 60s kind of... Oh, was it? 
yeah, I'll get back to you with the fashion kind of stuff. Uh, but on the on the body shape, um, yeah, so broad shoulders in the 70s, small hips, oh. long, lean legs. Um, the actress Farrah Fawcett from um, Charlie's Angels. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was considered one of the decade's most beautiful women and she was known for being tanned and toned with blonde flowing hair and very kind of natural um, makeup and things. So that was sort of, that was the 70s. Who knows why that became popular in the 70s? There's also the zigzag effect as well. Well, I mean, it, it just reinforces the fact that you cannot win you know, yeah. like, we are all so different in body shapes. You might have bigger hips. You might have no boobs. You might have no hips. Like, it's just a lottery whether you are born in the right decade in terms of beauty standards. That's exactly it, isn't it? <laughs> like, you can you can be lucky and have, you know, like, have the butt that's popular, you know, at that time. <laughs> Pure luck. Pure luck. Okay, the 80s was about being tall with an athletic figure. So still an emphasis on a thin body, however. So the body was yeah. thin, but uh, there was this movement for bodies to look healthy and fit and thin. And you've also got the rise of kind of like aerobics. Yes. And also the at-home aerobics. So, like, Jane Fonda was her sort of, you know, um, the VHS. and So exercising became more fashionable for women. Exercising became kind of cool, yeah. You sort yeah. of, like, aerobics in, in, the, in the dance studios and things like that. As the ideal body type during this time was athletic, tall, with toned arms. Uh, and this is when the rise of kind of the supermodel came about. So that really kind of like, um, uh, I don't know, yes, tall, athletic, long-limbed, yeah. you know, all of that sort of stuff. Um, how do we feel about the 80s? I mean, it wouldn't have been, if I had was born there, there <laughs> then I wouldn't have been, wouldn't have fitted. Because of your height. Yeah, and what was it, no hips? Uh, no. Doesn't say anything about hips, but it definitely but yeah, tall. aerobics was you know kind of like looking yeah. fit and healthy. So you know that was that was sort of the thing, and then we've got the nineties, which was the rise of the extremes, right? Oh, so on one hand you've got heroin chic and um, Kate Moss, yeah, incredibly thin. So we yeah. go, okay, well that's similar to the twenties. That's similar to the sixties. Yeah, you know, here it's here it's coming back around again. So you had that on one end. On the other end, you've got Pamela Anderson, Baywatch. Mm. So you've got very sexualized, very big boobs, very kind of like here for um, the benefit of men, um, sort of a look. So yeah, so that was that was the nineties. Oh, that what was a, a confusing time. time. Very confusing time. Yeah, because I mean, you were you were how old were you in the nineties? You would have been like teenager. Yeah, I guess coming up as a teenager, teenagers are sort of adult. What yeah. do you remember from then? I, I mean, I remember Pamela Anderson for sure. I remember Baywatch and you know, kind of noticing that it. You know, they had boobs and I did not. Um, so there's my hang-up, you know. I blame Pamela Anderson and Baywatch. Um, <laughs> I definitely, uh, yeah. Because like, when, like, when I was young at school, because um, I was born, like, 93, you know, so I'm more, like, 
remember more like the 2000s. Um, but I do remember uh, like the flat tummy being a very much a goal for girls, you know, flat tummy, flat tummy. And also because we had the low-rise jeans. Like I yep. remember wearing that. Yep. And, our, and even like the skater jeans, you know, like the baggy jeans, but then the very tight top and singlet yep. or sometimes two singlets. Yep. Two different colours. <laughs> and so what Nat's talking about is the noughties. So the 2000s, right? And is it called the noughties? The noughties, yeah. So um, as in the zeros. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So what you've mentioned is that the flat tummy was very popularised, but yep. even more than that, it wasn't just a flat tummy like the 70s, it was the six-pack. Abs. Yeah. The 2000s were all about abs. Which is so... Unrealistic. Unrealistic. For 99% yeah. of the population yeah. to ever have abs that actually show um, after breakfast. So what do you remember of the of the noughties? The noughties, so uh, I was modelling then. My mm. first contract was year 2000. Um, what do I remember? I mean, mm, I'm trying to think back. I, it was interesting for me, though, because uh, in order to go and do a contract in Tokyo, uh, I had to be very pale. So mm. what was valued for what I did was to be very, very thin, very pale, you know, all of that. So yeah. I was a little bit removed probably from, um, you know, kind of uh, abs being popular because muscles weren't valued in what I did. And, yeah. you know, um, and also, you know, kind of like, I don't know, like having a tan and things like that, I wasn't a part of that. Well, in Japan, it's it's not... It's never been well, and that's another popular. cultural factor as yeah. well. That's not specific to to modelling. Yeah. That's just specific to modelling, kind of over there. I don't remember. I'm trying to think of the two thousands. I mean, was it the the two thousand? Yeah. The, Do you remember the flat tummy being very? Um, well, I, I didn't realise it was the as I would have been quite young back then, mm. but I do remember want just wanting a flat tummy. Okay. And yeah. Just wanting it. <laughs> yeah. I remember low rise jeans. You know, yeah. and like bumpster jeans, yes. and they were like, you know, if you sort of um, walked the wrong way, your butt crack would show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were yeah. extreme. Yeah. That I do remember. But yeah, you're right though. But there are lo- lots of space between, you know, kind of your um, your hip and your. Ribs. But I remember even your belly button showing. Like that was the trend and to piercing. have. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I didn't. That I would have been too young for that. But I remember. Um, my, I don't know if whether I showed my belly button or whatever, but like, because I, I was, I was quite a small child, mm. so I always, I, I did have, I don't remember how I saw myself, whether I, I knew that I was smaller, but I do remember like that was like that's the trend and that's how you got to look. Mm. That's how you. That's how you must look. Must look. You must like look. the trend. Change your body. Yeah. <laughs> Manipulate it. Yeah. So, um, oh, and the other thing that was sort of um, in popular culture during that time was also Victoria's Secret. Ah, yes. Do you remember those runway shows? Oh, what a way yeah. to make yourself feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah, and they'd have a massive celebrity open it. And yeah. Yeah. They, uh, there's no Victoria's Secret show anymore, is there? I don't know about the show. I think that stopped recently. But the show as it was definitely stopped. Yeah, yeah. The Angels... 
Yes, that that finished, thankfully, because the cultural trend shifted to more diversity. Yeah. And they started to look very archaic. Archaic. Yeah. Still pushing that kind of like. I think thin. they were quite late to it though. Like too I think, late. Yeah, they were very, very late. Too, and they've come back as a brand with more um, diversity in their avata- advertising. But I think it's for a lot of people like probably the Kim Kardashian situation where it's sort of like, well, actually, no, we haven't forgotten that you were really late on yeah. letting, letting those unrealistic models go. Yeah, you became yeah. irrelevant. Yeah, they And did. now you're trying to kind of claw back. Yeah. I do, yeah, I do remember when they got a lot of backlash for their famous um, show, and then I'm pretty sure, this is not a fact, but I'm pretty sure they stopped it, and you're right, rebranded. It can't have been that long ago, because no, Kylie wasn't. Jenner was, maybe she was one of the Victoria's Secret Angels, maybe, or I... Um, um, Kendall. Oh, yes, yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, she was, yeah. yeah. And I remember Ariana opening it. Wow. And she was so short. So it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's really not that long ago. But, like, thankfully, isn't that cool, though, where you sort of go, well, that's a cultural trend that was great at having an impact on a brand that used to be so powerful and used to tell uh, women how they should look. Yeah. And actually it then became society kind of going, Actually, you, that that's archaic and irrelevant, and it's time to move on. Yeah, it's pretty cool that 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 was changed from people's voices being heard. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so where are we sort of at now? I guess. Um, I what have you noticed in terms of beauty trends? Well, definitely, like you say, the butt. Yep. I think the boobs are starting to come back. Larger breasts. Yep. yep. But very small waist. Yeah, so hourglass figure. Yeah, I think that's definitely in. Mm -hmm. But I think we went through a phase of uh, being quite athletic. I I would say they're still there now, Mm. especially because you have a lot of celebrities that show their workouts and uh, online workouts is massive. Mm. What is it? Well, you've kind you've sort of nailed all of it, but I guess the other factor in that too is um, uh, flawless skin and large lips. True. Um, so yeah. what what you've got happening um, at the same time is social media and filtering, mm-hmm. and then you've also got accessibility to cosmetic procedures. So when you've got both of those kind of happening, then you've got the rise of um, a beauty standard that is actually impossible to achieve in real life. Because of of filters and AI that's massive now. It's going to be interesting then to sort of think about well, what is going to happen for us next when, when you sort of, if you think about the Victoria's Secret situation, right, where, you, yeah. where society kind of goes, actually, that is so unrealistic for most people. I, we're not actually going to put our money into that anymore or buy into that. Yeah. Will anything happen like that around, I don't know, like too much filtering on social media or um, I, maybe companies that obviously use AI or... I, I don't know. I don't know. I think the unrealistic beauty will be here for a long time mm. because of cosmetic surgery being so accessible, like we said last week, but also just with social media, the fact that you can change everything about your body on social media and your face. Mm. 
in just a couple clicks. So you don't think that's ever going to change? No, not ever. I just think it's not going to change for a while. I think the unrealistic beauty standard is going to be here for a while, Mm. especially when you've got the likes of celebrities who are getting, like, surgery on their bodies that's worth tens of thousands of dollars and they show it off and we see it every day Mm. and then we want the bigger butt and we want the boobs and we want the thin waist but we we might not realise how much and that's what we said last week right we don't realise how much work they've had done yeah like some of them have had the entire faces redone yeah and just um I guess just a note, something that I came across in, in looking at this and looking at sort of the trends more recently and the Brazilian um, butt lift yeah. is that um, that is currently the most dangerous procedure to go through and it's got a mortality rate estimated at one in three to 5,000 surgeries. So, which is. Why? Do you know why that is? Um, so, it's the highest in any c- cosmetic procedure. Highest um, risk of death. I want. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I wonder if it's um, like what they put in your body, mm. or I wonder whether there's a lot of uh, maybe surgeons that aren't so qualified that do it. Yeah, that's yeah. I guess you know how yeah. you get a lot of people that might fly somewhere that's a bit cheaper. Yeah. And I mean, it's like botched, right? Have you mm. watched botched before? Mm. God, that's interesting. I, I haven't I seem watched the whole show, I'll be no, honest. No, neither. I seem to watch it when I'm on holiday for whatever reason. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Just to, just I to keep it real. I think it's because it's on TV. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the moral the moral of the story is the fact that women change their bodies for men. Ooh. Like that, but that's the root of it. Don't you think? It's a big statement. It was a big statement. I, lo- I love these big statements no, from Matt. I don't, th- I don't know if, it, if, if, if I mean that wholeheartedly, and I don't mean that. I think I think from what we can see with the mm. history, mm. you know, men are going to war. Okay, we've got to be strong. Men are back. Okay, we've got to be, we've got to have boots and we have to be here and look good for them. Yeah. Oh, and they've done, you know what I mean? Like mm. it's, like it's, we exist just for their benefit. Ta-da! <laughs> but also, like, another, another, another thing that I'm thinking of right now is, okay, so this Barbie movie comes out and it's, like, globally massive, right? Like, they, 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 a lot of people have watched it and they have made huge waves. This whole movie turns that around, right? So all of a sudden the women are running the world and mm-hmm. the men are, like, Oh, this is so hard and the roles are reversed mm-hmm. and then you've got the nominations that come out for the Oscars and Ken Ken Ryan Gosling gets gets a nomination but the the two women that made this movie come about you know the director and Margot Robbie the Barbie mm-hmm. no nomination yeah it's like it's like the world well, I, I, whoever's in charge of the Oscars, the nominations, it's like they just didn't get it. <laughs> well, I think that I think that that you could assume one of two things. The first being that they didn't get it. The whole point of the movie, yeah, yeah. yeah they just kind of like they miss they miss <laughs> oh, the moment. Oh, but the guy, the guy's the good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it just kind of feels a little bit tone deaf. And um, the and then the other thing is that it's done int- intentionally. You know, kind of um, to stir the pot. Oh no, I don't know. Jeez, it's just. I mean, oh, I don't know. It's got people talking about the Oscars though, hasn't it? 
That's true. And, so, and a good that Ryan has come out and said this is BS. Mm. You know, like this. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been Ken if it had. Like, there's no Ken without Bob. You know, this is the the, mm. the title of pretty much every news outlet. But I'm I'm ha- I'm glad that he's come out and not done a um, Justin Timberlake. You know, when Justin Timberlake um, got what did he do? He, he kissed. Was it a kiss? Are we talking about the Janet Jackson situation? Oh yes, yeah. yes, so, yeah. So it um it was when he uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, Super it was Bowl? it was yeah. meant to be. It was framed as like a wardrobe malfunction, That's right. but it was clearly choreographed yep. that what he was going to do was going to rip, yes. you know, the material yeah. off. But the out of the two of them, she got she got raked over the coals for and she being a part of it. She got banned, I think, from the Super Bowl, but wow. he he never did. Yeah, but he stayed silent. Yes. That's the thing. So in this case, Ryan, who Ryan Gosling, who is getting nomination, is coming out rather than staying silent. Yeah. Like, oh well, too bad for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. you girls. But I've got my nomination, yeah. so yeah. I'm all good. You know, he's coming out and be like, "This is bullshit." So the question now is whether he would accept it. Ooh, interesting. I wonder. I mean, I don't think it's, there's any right or wrong. Like, I, I think he deserves the nomination and the award if he gets it. But it's not right about the other. He could make a. He could. Make a point and be like, no, I'm not. I'm not kind of boycott the Oscars. Yeah, but that would be a pretty big move. Uh, It's been done before and not that long ago. By I I can't remember how many years ago it was, but there were um, there was a huge lack of African American nominees, and there was you know um, sort of calls to boycott. Don't don't quote me because I just loosely. (laughs) Nico, do you know any more about this that you can help us out with? (laughs) Nico, we're really really calling on Nico today. (laughs) Um, I'm not exactly sure what year it was, but I think it was the year that 1917 was nominated. Okay. Because also, I think it was Samuel L. Jackson presenting that time. Mm. Oh. And uh, he was, I think he made a joke saying like 1917 is also like the number of white people that they're in the movie. Oh. And a, a lot of things like that. Yeah. Because, uh, I, yeah, I think it was that year. I can't remember what year Interesting. it was. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was a boycotting, attending the um, Oscars because of the lack of diversity in, in terms of their nominees. And, and you see that it tends to be mm-hmm. mostly white men. And yeah. that's why this particular example seems a bit tone deaf, given that we are 2024, that there's a movie about, there's a feminist movie you know, and who comes out as the nominees from the movie? No woman. <laughs> Makes no sense. But you're right, they could have done it on purpose to get people talking. I mean, that's Which my is conspiracy bold. theorist brain <laughs> That will be bold. Yeah. That Hollywood. People with money. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, should we uh should we wrap up? Yeah, so that's uh so that's bodies changing over the last hundred years. Maybe we can end with our views on it. Go. Well, I think for me it's quite similar. She always puts it on to me, eh? Um, <laughs> stop playing with your iPad. Okay. For me it's the same as last week. At the end of the day, there's, you know, what we said, there's no judgment for me if, if you're going to if you're gonna go and get cosmetic surgery. That's, that's all good. If you end up changing it and removing your BBL or for whatever reason, hopefully it's not because it's made you sick because mm. clearly they're not very good for you based mm. on the stats. But I think it's just we're like we said we're just surviving 
the society that we're born into, and this one is quite confusing, isn't it? Like it's, I think, I think we're, I think it's harder now. I mean, I wasn't born in those other decades, but I feel like it's it's going to be one of the hardest times now because of social media and because of filters and AI and Photoshop, you know, so... So maybe just keep that in mind when you are being critical of yourself for how you look in comparison to whatever the beauty standard is at the moment and just keep in mind that there's a cultural context for that yeah. and that... Um, you're probably actually okay as you are, maybe. You're very, very okay as you are. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your view? Yeah, and also that um, I do get Botox, so not to be a hypocrite either. Same. Yeah. And laser hair removal. And hair removal, yes. Those are the, those are the two things that we get. And so we, we don't. Were... So we don't want to look old, and we don't want to be hairy, and that's kind of where we're at. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Do follow us on Instagram and TikTok and also like and subscribe to to this, yeah, on Spotify because it does help us get the word out further to more people that may need to have the, the big sisters of Babes Listen. <laughs> okay, bye. 